Hi, I'm Bimal Shah, the results leader. You're listening to ResultsLeader.fm. Being a thought leader is easy. Getting results is hard. This show is for the results leader who lives and dies by their results. Here is your host and chief results leader, Jonathan Rivera. Yes, yes, y'all. It is time once again for another ResultsLeader.fm. This is the only show for Christian digital marketing agency owners who want to make more sales in an honorable way. Welcome back. On today's show, how to upgrade your belief system so you're a better business owner. The top three reasons businesses fail and how to avoid it. And a four-step sales system to close in one conversation. Today, Bimal Shah joins us. He helps entrepreneurs achieve their three-year goals in less than one year. Let's jump in. Bimal, welcome to the show. Are you ready to rock this thing? Absolutely. Love it, man. So let's give our listeners a quick win. What book have you given most as a gift? So my book, Becoming a Pioneer, is a book series, which has, you know, 13 books coming and five have already been launched. And I've given away a lot of those books for free, including a free gift that they can get on Amazon. And I still have a hundred of those books available for free. They can get it on uh, bit.ly, all five books for free. <laughs> why do you keep saying they? Who's they? Listeners. So why don't we say you? You can get it. You. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Lesson learned as we go. I love it. I love it, man. They. I learned the lesson. Cool, I know cool. I have heard it. I have heard it that always use you in your emails, in your communication. And you're absolutely right. We want to bring our listeners close to us. So I know one thing that really perks up our listeners' ears. They like stories, especially stories of how an apparent failure set you up for later success. So my biggest failure, you know, goes back to when I landed here and uh, I had came with 20 bucks in my pocket and the, the flight I took was Lufthansa. They didn't have much to eat. So I had a pizza and a Coke and it was all gone and I had five bucks left in and I put it in the cart and I, there I was with empty pockets now landing in the land of promised land and realize that it is not what it seems like, <laughs> you know, when you initially land, because a lot of people come with that hope and, and it is, you know, a lot of time they will get, Hey, it is not what it seems like. You have to work hard. And I had to do the same. I had to walk several jobs, walk in rain because didn't have a car, didn't have all of those. So learning the hardcore and including, I had to take um, a Greyhound bus from, uh, San Diego to Gainesville because didn't have money for a flight ticket. So three days in Greyhound. <laughs> Imagine that. And so all of that set me up for just chasing the next level growth, uh, no matter what, you know, do or die. So that kind of attitude was built that, you know, I'm never going to give up and just move forward at the best level possible every single moment in my life. How do you cultivate that attitude? Sometimes it, it takes something. The change happens while if something happens to you or something happens within you. And for some folks, something happens to them that, you know, that mindset shift is permanent, that this is a lesson that they have learned 
in lesson that, you know, listeners, you know, they, in their life, they learn. And so, and something it's within you, you know, it, there is something that is a mindset, uh, what I call a BS belief system. <laughs> uh, you know, you have a belief system in there, there's a shift and that belief has changed. And now you want to just pursue it throughout your life. Uh, for me, you know, the biggest quote that I live by is two words, nothing's impossible and keep at it no matter what. You know, and then you don't know everything, but I've learned that whatever you know, as long as you apply, you're far ahead than the rest. You may know 5% of what some of the smartest guys know, but if you're applying 95 to 100% of what you know, you're far ahead. What would you say is the most worthwhile investment that you have ever made? The worthwhile investment has been in me. I've read a lot of books. I've taken a lot of courses, training, um, helping a lot of businesses, learning from experience, making immediate changes. And that has helped me build my business, build all the things that we do, making pioneers out of entrepreneurs, you know, the Pioneers Academy, the book series, the platform, uh, the structure, helping entrepreneurs achieve their three-year business goal in one year. And doing whatever it takes to help them achieve that results, you know, doing the grant writing, learning that this is an opportunity and you can learn how to do it. You know, and the, the most important thing um, is believe in your ability to figure things out. If we are confident enough to believe that we can figure things out, we will. And that is important for you to know that, you know, you have that belief and that is the most important investment anyone can make. And, and that includes an investment everywhere, includes an investment in your finances, includes an investment in education, includes an investment in health, all of that, that pays off the best. What do you mean when you say making pioneers out of entrepreneurs? So a lot of businesses, if you know the statistics of businesses, right, more than 85% of the businesses fail. A lot of them fail even after 15 years. We just heard probably two, three days ago, Bed Bath & Beyond was closing. So businesses fail. And then there are three main reasons businesses, you know, big reasons that businesses fail. One is that they are just like any other business, you know, where they're treated as a commodity and they're being shopped as a price. And, you know, they're not unique. So when I want to say making pioneers, I want to make uh, every business unique and different in how they operate. Okay. Second is they are not growing exponentially. They are thinking linear growth. A lot of businesses think that 15, 20, 50%, you know, that's something that they should look at. And I think about exponential growth and helping you grow exponentially. And that helps you look at the bigger picture, the bigger vision and help get multiplication on the way. And the third is lack of systems and processes in businesses. There's so much lack of systems, structure, processes, organization in every business that I feel that that is one of the main core reasons that they fail as well. So when I say making pioneers out of entrepreneurs, I'm saying that we want to make every business unique and different in what they do and make them the only one in the industry. All right. So we've got three reasons businesses fail. No differentiation not growing exponentially, exponentially and lack of systems and processes. And so I want to pick one of those to run with the exponential growth. How big of a part does sales play in exponential growth? Sales is the biggest part because everything happens through sales. When you have sales, you can spend money. If you're spending money and you're not generating sales, you're out of business. So sales is the key. And, you know, sales is so important 
in every aspect of the business. It's a top line in the business. You can't succeed in business if you don't have sales. And I know we can go dive deeper on how, when sales happen. Now, there is a component where a lot of people get confused between marketing, prospecting and sales. So marketing is, you know, everything that you do to get the prospect on the phone or face to face. And sales is everything that you do when the person is on the phone or face to face. Whereas a lot of people call marketing and prospecting as sales, and that is not sales. You know, when you're prospecting, when you're sending individual LinkedIn messages or messages, emails or all of those, that's prospecting. And that is part of sales. Absolutely no question. But, you know, people need to understand the big distinction, you know, between the two. And marketing is key to sales. You can't succeed in sales without marketing and effectively. So both are essentially important. This is a, an interesting topic because the last few interviews that I've done, everybody said that they would like to get better results at their sales. So maybe we can talk a little bit about, I get marketing gets them on the phone, right? Sales happens on the phone. So let's talk a little bit about what that process looks like, how people can get better at sales, the sales part, the actual right. the talking to people. I know you have a framework for that. Right. Absolutely. So we'll dive deeper into it and I'll start with the definition of selling. And we're going to break down each component of this definition and how people can use that to generate sales. So selling is getting people emotionally connected and intellectually engaged in a future result that's good for them and getting them to emotionally committed to taking actions to achieve that future result. I can repeat it, you know, for the, for you and the listeners. One more time, one more time. I'm writing it down. <laughs> okay. So selling is getting people emotionally connected. And this is an important word, emotionally connected and intellectually engaged in a future result that is good for them and getting them to emotionally commit to taking actions to achieve that future result. Got it. Right. All right. So we've got the definition now. We're all on the same page. Right. So now we can dive deeper into how people can close in one conversation or one meeting with someone when they are face to face or on the phone. So the first part is emotional connection. Now, selling in this definition, there is a presumption that you have done four pieces before this, which is pre-qualification, pre-interest, pre-modification, and predisposition. So pre-qualification means through your marketing, you have somehow pre-qualified your prospects of who you're going to talk to, like you did with me. You know, I wasn't here just because of a random connection that you built. You had a process of asking a lot of questions, going through certain structure to make sure I'm a right fit for your podcast. Otherwise, you wouldn't invite me. So there is a process. So, you know, in sales, that is also very important. And a lot of people miss that piece that they have not pre-qualified their prospect. And within that, they can also do pre-interest means their commitment. If the person is interested in the result that you're delivering, how committed are they to taking the action? And do they have the disposition, the money, the investment, or what it takes to take that next step? So now presuming that, you know, you have all of that, the emotional connection is 
you know, you ask a person about the situation. For example, the question would be, how would you feel about a situation that you would convert into a result? And the feelings that would get people emotionally connected are usually fear and excitement. So you want to make sure that you're looking at those two and you're presenting a situation that a person can say, okay, you know, I'll feel great. I'll feel excited. You know, then you have them on their page. You got them emotionally connected, the right brain. Now you shift to the left brain, which is the intellectual engagement. Now the intellectual engagement is you're giving some specific scientific structure and method to and with a compelling offer, would you like to explore? So now that the person is excited or is fearful of certain things that they may feel they're going to have as a loss, you know, they would want to make sure that, you know, they have that engagement and structure. So one of the things that, you know, they can do is that, would you like to explore? You know, that is an offer that you're making saying that, would you like to explore a structure, a solution, a strategy, to build that result, that is intellectual engagement. Make sense so far? Yeah. So we've got the emotional connection. We've got the intellectual engagement. And the way that we do the emotions is fear and excitement. And then the intellectual engagement is exploring the structure method, basically building a bridge from their desire outcome or their desire to the outcome that they want. Exactly. And now it's very important that you have this buy-in to the future result you know, that the person says, yes, I want that. And you have done that part usually through pre-qualification, through things that you've done in the past in your marketing. So that's where you constantly focus on the future result, that the conversation is consistently about this result that you're achieving for them. And that's why we are on this podcast, because this podcast is about the results leader. Exactly, right? So it is all about the result. You know, anybody can have a thought. And I always say, you know, people call this thought leaders. What does that mean? I can have a thought and lead that thought and I'm a thought leader. You know, there's no big accomplishment there. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But when you have a specific result, like I help entrepreneurs achieve a three-year business goal in one year, and I lead that I'm an expert on how I can take your three-year business goal and help you get there in one year. That's a result leader. And that's something that you want to dominate a specific result. And when you're offering in sales, you want to make that conversation about that result. And most important part, that result should be good for them. Meaning that if that result is not good for them, yeah, I mean, marketing and also convince a bad result to people like Hitler and Nazis and, you know, all that thing, you know, they, it was it was great marketing, great sales. Right. But it's a bad result that people have bought into. Yes, it can be done. But, I, you know, I, this is about ethical value creation, ethical results. So we want to focus on results that's good for them, results that benefit and they buy into it. So that's the next piece. And then. Once you have a result, you know, that they have committed to it, then the next piece is getting them to emotionally commit. This is where they trust you. They respect you. They have credibility like you, you know, those three words, you know, know, like and trust, right? That we use in sales often in business often all the time. But the mistake that many businesses make is they use that word in one sentence where there are three sentences. They should know you, they should like you, 
and they should trust you. So each one is a process, right? They should know you deep enough. They should know you well. They should like you as a person and you should have done credibility, referral, structure, wherever, you know, if you got that person's name from a friend of yours, then you happen to trust them. If you connect with that person because you feel you come from the same place or you have similar stories to share, you would like them. And if you know that this person is an expert, you know what he's talking about because he's presenting some scientific structures, process, system that makes sense to you, then you know that he knows his stuff. So these are three resources that gets them to emotionally commit. They wouldn't commit to it unless they feel that this is something that's going to work for them. And the most important rule of sales, you know, you've heard this all the time, that people buy when they feel understood. You don't want to make yourself understand. You want to make sure you make the prospect feel that you understand them, right? So that is the key piece in getting emotional commitment. So with that, the no like, and trust process, that doesn't actually happen or maybe it does. Does that happen on the sales conversation or are you doing that in your marketing to prepare them for the call? Done both ways, both. Because when you're doing the marketing, you know, you're educating the prospect, you know, you're educating the key person. Now, some of those may come right away because they have learned that from a friend or some of them have come after reading a lot of your emails, listening to a lot of your podcasts or listening to information that you may have put out or reading your book, things that you put out there that get them to know, like, and trust you, right? Or someone maybe say, this is the friend that I respect the most. If he said that, you know, you should talk to this guy, I'm going to talk to him and do whatever he asked me to do. So there's a process on how that happens. And absolutely, you can also do it in the sales conversation that you are on the phone or face to face. You can throw in a name, you can show some of the things, you can build a story. And storytelling is very important. I tell stories all the time. Every time I present a situation, I talk about a client, their story, how successful, what happened, so people can relate. And it also builds the most important part of emotional commitment is people feel understood. That is the key piece that many entrepreneurs, when they're trying to close, they feel that they have to push their product benefits and all of those. Whereas the prospect who's listening on the other end, he's not understanding me. He's not getting me. This is not for me, you know, and then they walk away. But if you make the other person feel understood, that makes a huge difference. So what I hear you saying is a lot of times, and I've witnessed this, by the way, uh, it's off-putting to me. People approach sales like it's adversarial, like us against them. And right. I'm talking about, no, we're both sitting on the same side of the table, working together to get you what you want. And so the four steps that I heard, if I missed anything, let me know. But the four steps to close a sale in one conversation is the emotional connection, fear and excitement. Whichever one is more important to them is the one that we have to focus on. Then after that, intellectual engagement. Hey, I have a structure. I have a method. I have some tools that will get you the result or get you away from the thing you don't want. Whatever exactly. one's more powerful is what we have to keep in mind. That's we're working together. Number three is, and this is just ethical selling, is make sure the result benefits them. Like it's got to benefit yes. them, make their life better. And then the emotional commitment, 
has been built up through the know, like, and trust throughout the entire sales process. But then the, this is what I would call the summary is like, right. here's what I hear you saying. And here's what you said you want. And we went through this, this, and this to get you there. So that builds a bridge instead of being adversaries, it builds a bridge from where they are to where they want to be. And almost like, instead of selling, we're inviting them to take action. Right. Absolutely. Now, once this process is done, then you have the close, which is the next step, taking actions, you know, emotionally committed to taking actions. So that is the key part. What is the action? The action is to commitment, a sales, a contract, money, investment, you know, an application, whatever that is, that is what you should be ready with as the next step. Now, here's where I see in sales that many people when that person is ready to take action and you're taken through this whole process very successful, the salesperson says, let me get back to you with a proposal. No. <laughs> get out that credit card. <laughs> so that is where you lose the customer because, you know, the customer is ready. You should be ready. So I can tell you, I was coaching a company that had the blinds factory that had 2.6 million in pending proposals. And they used to spend so much time. They had like sometimes as long as a 180 page proposal. <laughs> you go like crazy, right? And it stays, they're still waiting. So we knocked it down to a one page proposal where they can do it on the spot. I said, you don't have to give the customer the exact number and you don't have to give them the exact color, the exact blind, exact location, everything that you want. They want a range. And instead of asking for a 50% deposit, start with a 15%. That's easy on. And then get paid for the proposal. The 15% is for you to build the proposal. Nice. Nice. So they changed that and now they're getting paid to do the proposal. <laughs> yeah, let's friction. Let's get people right into action. Yeah. I like it, man. So that was one big mistake. Any other big mistakes you see people making when they're trying to use, and I would call this a consultative sales approach. Any, any right. other mistakes that you can highlight there? So throughout the whole process, you know, very first mistake when people make, if you think about emotional connection and a lot of people go straight into cold, hard facts that the person is not ready to divulge it. And then it makes you like, feel like you're a cold person who's out there to get just some information which you should have collected to the pre-qualification process anyway. So there is no connection that is built between, because we are in an age-to-age -age business. Even when you're on the phone or you're face-to-face, -face, when you're closing someone, you're a human-to-human -human business. And if you're not building that emotional connection the first time, you're not going to walk through the sales process. So let's take the easiest example, insurance, okay, or financial planning. What's your social security number? Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. Why do you need my social? I haven't even hired you. <laughs> no. Right? What's your date of birth? <laughs> you know, how much money do you have in the bank? All of these things. You haven't connected with me. I don't know if I want to hire you. Why do you want to know how much money I have in the bank? Uh -huh. How much money I have in this account? How much money I have in my retirement? Build the emotional connection, build the situation, build connection about goals, where they would like to be. Have, have a conversation of where they would like to go. There are three primary questions that everybody has, and you need to address these questions as well. Where are we today? 
Where do you want to go? How do you get there? And no matter how many times we ask these questions to ourselves and to, you know, your prospect as well, I'm sure the answers, except for the goal part, which may remain the same or it may get modified, but the answers would be different. Yeah. Yeah. It will not be the same. I dig it, man. We interrupt your regularly scheduled program for a public service announcement. We're going to get right back into this show, but I wanted to ask you a question. If you have been listening to the show for any amount of time and you've picked up even one single tip, then I need your help. Get the word out. Tell people about resultsleader.fm. Share it on social media. Share it on your email. Share it anywhere. Hashtag resultsleaderfm. Now let's jump back into the interview. Let's talk about results. Why are results so important? Everything is driven by results. Nothing happens because of a result. Results is what makes people happy. Results is what makes consistency. Results is what builds credibility. Results is what helps you grow your business. If you can dominate a result, you can take it to such an exponential level that there is no limit. It's infinity that you can scale your business. But if it's all about you trying to just provide something at the lowest price or something that you're trying to build your business just as a commodity, you will die. There's no other place besides death if you're trying to just (laughs) commoditize your business. If you read the book, Commodity Economy, Experience Economy and Transformation Economy, and you need to be in the transformation economy. And that's all about results. You cannot be in a transformation economy unless you are getting a result. And results is what helps you differentiate. That guy is 10 times cheaper than me because this is not the result he delivers. You will spend X amount of time more. And I can tell you a quick story, you know, in a construction company, they were not getting enough bids. And we put in the, in the proposal itself, always showing up on time, cost zero, no change orders, cost zero. And when those people saw those on the bid itself, they won bids like crazy. I bet. I bet. That's the gotchas. So what about you, man? What area of your business would you like better results? So right now I'm getting great results on working one-on-one and doing things that we work with businesses, but I just recently digitized the business and we have, you know, these products, books, the online courses. So that's the place that I want to build uh, where I have the, the digitization done. Now it's the, the scalability on that whole you know, the software, the training, the academy, the books, the courses. So I have a lot of me that's available without me having to spend time with someone. And that's the piece. I'm having to spend the big bucks. Yeah. And the big bucks. So the masses, this is where I can reach the masses for a very nominal, starting with free that they can get access to me and they can learn a lot and they can transform. What results are you most proud of? So the best results, like I said, you know, sometimes uh, I always said I believe in my ability to figure things out. So one day I did this whole coaching business and consulting business started with I used to do these favors for free, you know, where I used to go on the whiteboard, build a big plan, three year plan, one year goal, get there 90 days. So my whole concept is jump every quarter, run every week. So I used to do all this in whiteboard for fun because, you know, they, I was their advisor. They were giving me money. Then one client tells me, you know, what you do on this whiteboard is worth more than 10 meetings discussing money. 
And, and I just kind of ask him, what's it worth? And he goes into his office and cuts me a check for 3000. I was like, this is <laughs> it's amazing. I sh-. And he told me, you know, you should be doing this full time. And I said, you're right, I should be. And then this also led into one time when clients saying, what you're doing is great, but how can you get someone else to pay for it? And that was a strange question. But, you know, I said, well, let me figure it out. And then I got grants. So my whole whole training and everything that I've built can now be paid by a grant. So businesses don't have to worry about how they pay me. So that's the, that's the result I'm proud of. Yes. Any parting thoughts you want to share with the results leaders who tuned in to us today? So I would say figure things out. Believe in yourself to be able to figure things out. I can share a quick story also about this ERC grant, you know, that I started in helping businesses. I figured it out myself and built the whole business around it in a matter of just months and making, you know, good income from it. So it is highly essential that you take the time to learn, to apply what you learn. And a lot of people out there just want to learn, learn, learn and not apply. If you learn one thing, apply it and see what comes out of it and see the result that comes out of it. If the result is not good, learn something else that might give you a better result. But if the result is good, take it all the way. Go all the way, go a million miles with it and you will see a dramatic impact. You know, that's the parting thought that I would say, learn one thing, apply and see the result that you get from it. If you're happy with that result, if you like the result and you can scale it, go for it. Keep going. I know our listeners are going to want more from you. Where can they get you? So they can go to my website, theoneyearbreakthrough.com, or they can get my books on Amazon, Becoming a Pioneer, or they can, if you're able to post a link for them to get the free books, uh, you know, bit.ly, all five books for free. So the number five, and they can get the book. And also I have a Pioneers Club that, you know, they can join once they get the book. So there's lots of ways they can connect with me. They can hear me look on my LinkedIn or YouTube channel. There's plenty of educational videos. I think I may have more than hundreds of videos there. Just, you know, yeah. We will certainly have links in the show notes. Thank you, Bamal, for hanging out with us and sharing your secrets to closing sales faster. Thank you, results leaders, for tuning in. Another episode is in the can. That is a wrap for another edition of ResultsLeader.fm. If you are out there getting results for your clients and you want to be featured on the show, go to ResultsLeader.fm now and apply to be on the show. And if you love what you're hearing, share the show, give us a rating and review, do anything to help us get the message out there. Thought leadership is easy, but results leadership is hard. We'll catch you on the next one. This is the podcastfactory.com.